people of Earth and Anchor and Spotify podcast listeners. Happy Valentine's Day today to all. Today's the day to show the people that you love, a spouse, a significant other, friends, family, parents, teachers, etc., how much love and care for them. Happy birthday today to Freddie Highmore, Simon Pegg, and the late Flores Hendersons. 1991 Silence of the Lambs, which I talked about last year for its 30th anniversary. 1992's Wayne's World. 2013 Safe Haven. 2019's Happy Death Day to You. Isn't a Romantic and Alita Battle Angel. 2020's Sonic the Hedgehog and Fantasy Island. Michael Jackson's 1983 song Beat It, among others, debuted today on their respective years. Also, Happy Wedding anniversary to Warren and Karen Phillips, Benedict Cumberbatch and Sophie Hunter, Amy Schumer and Chris Fisher, and Tyrese Gibson and Samantha Lee. Now, as I said on Thursday's show, tomorrow's my brother Charlie's birthday, plus it happens to be my cousin Glenn Engelman's adorable son Levi's first birthday. Happy birthday to you two. You share your birthday with Matt Groening, and the late Chris Farning, the late Chris Farley. February 15th happens to be the release anniversary for 1985's teen comedy classic The Breakfast Club, the 2015 live-action Cinderella remake, 2002's Crossroads, which was Britney Spears' film debut, and Super Troopers as well. Shauna Maybaum Ruggiero, Lisa Potts, R&B singer The Weeknd and Elizabeth Olsen blow up birthday candles February 16th. That day is the film debut is the debut for 2018's Black Panther, 1990's The Witches, 2007's Ghost Rider and Bridget Terabithia, 1996's Happy Gilmore, and 2001's Down to Earth. A big congratulations to my cousin Natalie Sharborough. She got a belated birthday gift and early Valentine's Day gift, Saturday, with the arrival of her third child and second daughter, Ada Marie. Welcome to the world, little one. I bet your older siblings, Wesley and Heidi, are so going to love meeting you. Also, related happy birthday to Sesame Street-loving Julian Went of Florida, who turned four years old Saturday. Now, I've got some news before heading into this week's romance-themed flashback fun, as today is Valentine's Day. First off, sadly, another Hollywood star has gone up to that studio in the sky. 75-year-old comedic producer and director Ivan Reitman, the man who helmed 1994's Junior, Stripes, Kindergarten Cop, 1988's Twins, and many others. He was most famous, however, for directing and producing the original two Ghostbuster films and producing 1978's Animal House, Space Jam in 1996, and 1992's Beethoven. Coming Soon.net reported last night, our family is grieving the unexpected loss of a husband, father, and grandfather who taught us to always seek the magic in life, stated children Jason Reitman, Catherine Reitman, and Caroline Reitman. In a joint statement, we take comfort that his work as a filmmaker brought laughter and happiness to countless others around the world. While we mourn privately, we hope that those who knew him through his films will remember him always. Rest in peace, Mr. Reitman. On to betterness. Natalie Schabra was an 
only want to get visits from the stork last week. Singer Eve became a mother February 1st with the arrival of her and hubby, Maximilian Cooper's son, Wild Wolf Fife Alexander Somers Cooper. EW reported the news February 10th, stating the Grammy-winning singer and actress, full name Eve Jehan Cooper, announced the news Thursday on Instagram with a photo of Wild in a bassinet, writing, Words can't describe this feeling. The baby boy is Eve's first child. She's a stepmother to Cooper's four teenage children from his previous marriage. The rapper and the British entrepreneur married in 2014 after four years of dating. Speaking of new babies, Anderson Cooper has a new son. I mean, is a de- has a new baby. People.com revealed February 11th, the CNN news anchor 54 announced the birth of his second son, Sebastian Luke Maisani Cooper during Anderson Cooper 360 on Thursday, revealing that the adorable newborn was born was welcomed via surrogate. This is Sebastian Luke Masani Cooper. He was 6.8 pounds at birth, and he was healthy and happy, and even his occasional hiccups are, to me, adorable, Cooper said. He mostly just eats and Sleeps and eats and certainly poops, but he already seems like a wise and thoughtful little chap. Cooper went on to reveal that he and his ex, Benjamin Masani, will be co-parenting both Sebastian and Cooper's eldest son, Wyatt, 1.5, together as a family. Wyatt and Sebastian are being raised by my best friend and former partner, Benjamin Masani. We're co-parents, Cooper explained. Ian Line reported February 12th, Van Jones is a dad once again. The CNN political commentary announced that he has welcomed baby girl, his first daughter this month, with a friend. After the COVID lockdown, I got cleared that I wanted another kid, he shared in a statement to E! News on Feb 12th. I discovered that my friend Nomi also wanted a baby, so we decided to join forces and become conscious co-parents. It's a concept I hope more people will explore and consider. Van, 53, says he and Nomi plan to raise their child as co-parenting partners. The Beyond Messy Truth author also shares sons Matai and Cabral with ex-wife Jana Carter, whom he'd wed in 2015. They announced their split in after 15 years of marriage in 2018. Congrats to all. Speaking of congrats... Congrats to the Los Angeles Rams, who won last night's Super Bowl 56. Big news, Oscar fans. The Oscars have their host. The HollywoodReporter.com just announced a little while ago, Regina Hall, Amy Schumer, and Wanda Sykes will host the 94th Oscars on March 27th. The Hollywood Reporter has confirmed. It's been 35 years since as many as three people hosted Hollywood's biggest night, and never have that many women held the MC position in a single evening. As the Hollywood Reporter was the first to report last week, each host will lead the telecast, which is being produced by Will Packer and directed by Glenn Weiss, for an hour. The trio will formally be announced on Good Morning America on Tuesday morning. The website announced Friday, Feb 11th, that Simu Liu, the star of Shang-Chi, 
and the Legend of Ten Rings is gassing up his Malibu dream car. He will join Margot Robbie, who will play Barbie, America Fiera, and Ryan Gosling in Warner Brothers' Barbie movie. The website said, Greta Gerwig and Nobo Bombach wrote the script for the longest dating project, with Gerwig set to direct. Plot details are being held tightly to the pink vest, but it is, although it is known that Gosling will play Ken. As today's Valentine's Day, I figure it's only appropriate to do three famous romance films for flashback fun. The oldest of the trio just turned 79 on January 23rd. The romantic drama Casablanca, starring Humphrey Bogart, Ingrid Berman, Paul Henrid, Conrad Vales, Peter Lorre, and Sidney Greenstreet. Both set and shot during World War II, it focuses on how American expatriate nightclub owner Rick Blaine struggles to decide whether or not to help his former lover and her Czech resistance leader husband escape from the city of Casablanca. According to its Wikipedia page, although Casablanca was an A-list film with established stars and first-rate writers, no one involved with its production expected it to stand out among the hundreds of pictures produced by Hollywood yearly. It went on to win Best Picture, Best Director, and Best Adapted Screenplay, and it made a total of $10.5 million, which was a lot in those days. According to the Internet Movie Database, Rick never actually says the famous misquoted line, Played it again, Sam. What he actually says is, You played it for her, you can play it for me. If she can stand it, I can. Play it. The incorrect line has become the basis for spoofs in movies like 1972's Play It Again, Sam, and 1946's A Night in Casablanca. And Paul Henrid and Ingrid Berman don't actually make their first appearance until 24 minutes into the film. Nora and Fran might be long gone, but their writer-director's legacy lives on in her films, including one of her most famous classic rom-coms, When Harry Met Sally. The July 14, 1989 romantic comedy stars Meg Ryan and Billy Crystal as the title characters, who meet in Chicago before sharing a cross-country drive and throughout 12 years of chance encounters. It made $98.2 million and is hailed as one of the most iconic rom-coms out there. It was up for an Oscar and its soundtrack included songs by Harry Connick Jr., for which he won his first Grammy Award. Did you know that the famous fake orgasm scene was filmed at Cat's Deli, a real restaurant in New York, on New York's E. Houston Street? The table in which the scene was shot now has a plaque that reads, Where Harry Met Sally. Hope you had what she had. Now, if you excuse myself for the last bit, and for thy last of today's romance flashback fun trio, which com- comes requested from Cassie Laughlin of Hyannis, for she suggested it some time ago. Tis based on Shakespeare's epic play of heartbreak, anguish, and woe. On November 1st, 1996, Twas a modern take on the tale of Juliet and her Romeo, starring Claire Danes and Leonardo DiCaprio as thy ill-fated titular lovers in the tale of love, heartbreak, drama, and woe. 
<coughs> sorry for the bad Shakespeare talk. Tis, I mean, it is hard for to do for long. The romantic crime tragedy was the third major film version of the play after a 1936 version and a 1968 version. Also starring Brian Dennehy, Paul Rudd, John Leguizamo, Pete Posterwistle, and Diana Verona, Vernoa, it took the play's setting to modern-day Verona Beach, but kept the, di- the play's dialogue. It made 147.5 million roses worldwide. According to the Internet Movie Database, it runs precisely for two hours, in line with the prologue, which says, is now the two-hours traffic of our stage. And all Paul Rudd's last day of the shoot, he and Leonardo DiCaprio were on their way to a bar to celebrate when Leo casually mentioned he'd been considered the lead in a studio film called Titanic. Being an expert on the luxury strip's history thanks to his father, Paul urged Leo to go for it. He did, and the film rocketed him to stardom. What's also neat is that Leo was director Baz Luhrmann's first choice to play Romeo. Ewan McGregor, John Leguizamo, and Christian Bale were actually actually auditioned for the Mercutio part before Luhrmann decided to make Mercutio black. And Benicio Del Toro was was considered for the part of Tybalt. Happy Valentine's Day to all. See you Thursday, my minions. Bye.